This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Baseball, we got more baseball to talk about, at least before there's a lockout. Plus, the Rangers win. More next. one 800 919 and also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Brian DeBring and Jake the Snake. We're here until midnight. It is Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hello, Gordon. Larry, how are we feeling tonight? Here's, here's how I'm feeling, Gordon. Right. If I were a Ranger fan right yeah. now, I would be so happy I wouldn't worry about I, I'm 13 4 and 3. I'm 5 1 and 1 at home. I'm beating everybody that I run into. Gordon, I am ecstatic if I'm a Ranger fan. So I feel good for the Ranger fans tonight. Yeah, do you have to Now let me ask you this cuz I'm yes. I, I preface it always by saying I'm not a big hockey guy. I know gotcha. that the Rangers were kind of, you know, looking forward this year, but mm-hmm. was it supposed to happen this quickly? I don't think so. No, I really right? don't think so. Wow, you know, it's they've gone off to the nice start. Re- you know what? It's funny. You look at them, and then you look at what the poor Islanders have struggled with. Right, they've kind complete of flipped reversal. Yeah, complete reversal. And you know, but you got to put an asterisk to the Islanders, Gordon, because I mean, let's be fair: thirteen straight road games to start the season, not easy. No, not and easy. I hope they I hope they enjoy that new building because I'm assuming <laughs> that's why they had to have all those road games. But yeah, and then the COVID stuff. So I oh. mean, they've just been completely snake bit so far, but. You know, for the Rangers, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like every night, it seems like every night they win. It seems like every single night um, Chris Kreider's doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, now I think, what do they say in the broadcast? I think this is their fourth or fifth winning streak of four or more. So, yeah. I mean, it's amazing how they just keep piling up the wins. So, good for them. And the goaltending's been outstanding. Yeah. Goaltending's been really good. And I have to admit, listen, I'm a big fan of Kenny Albert. Love Kenny Albert. Enjoy his work. A little something special, though, Gordon, here, Don LeGreco on the call. A little something next. Just a little, hey, little something. Donnie's next. our guy. So, you know, we always love hearing Don on the call. So, a little I mean, something extra when we yep. hear Don yelling goals. And I like when they score a lot of goals because they get to hear Don yell a lot. It seems like they're doing that a lot, and he's doing a lot of games. So, that's a good. Let's hope both trends continue. Absolutely. Uh, we have a kind of an open ended poll question for you. At uh, at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. You can also weigh in and answer the question at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll talk about it a little bit later, uh, but we wanted to find out from the Giant fans. Very simple, and this is uh, a Gordon Damer question, so I think it's perfect. Uh, would you trade your pair of first round picks for Russell Wilson? Simple. I didn't give yes or no, whatever. Would you trade your pair of first round picks for Russell Wilson and Gordon? Right now, if the season ended, the Knicks will be picking fourth. The Jets will be picking fourth and fifth, and the Giants will be picking sixth and seventh. <laughs> yeah, well, look, when they made that deal last year to move back and they got the Bears pick, you know, yeah. I think everybody thought, hey, that could be a top 10 pick. Bears are not going to be good. They're going to have a rookie quarterback, and it's turned out that way. Unfortunately, the problem is, is at least right now, the Giants pick is actually the higher pick. I know. So it has not worked out. Well, look. The reason why I came up with this, and it might seem like it maybe comes out a little bit of left field. No, um, it doesn't. You know, Monday night, watching Russell Wilson, who, you know, when he was out, you know, you understood Seahawks are really having a tough time of it. But when Russell Wilson gets back, everything will start to click. Everything will start to look better. Everything looks like a mess in Seattle. I mean, they look like they – I don't think that they could beat anybody right now. 
And, and Russell Wilson, maybe he rushed back from the finger injury. It certainly seems like he needs a change of scenery, and it really looks like with the fact that they don't have their own pick because their pick is with the Jets, mm-hmm. it looks like that could be a situation where they just completely blow it up. I think uh, that um, – that uh, Pete Carroll is the oldest head coach in the NFL. He's not the oldest. He's the second oldest. Mm-hmm. So you wonder just how much time they have left. And, you know, there's a lot of talk a lot of times about quarterbacks being on the move. But the teams that have them, they don't want to give them up. The Packers nope. don't want to give up uh, Aaron Rodgers. And up nope. until this year, the, the Seahawks, they don't want to give up Russell Wilson. But with the fact that they don't have their own pick, the fact that Russell Wilson's made it clear already that he kind of, I mean, he gave the team a list of teams last offseason that he wants to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it just seems like you're in, in the process of a complete rebuild, it definitely seems like Russell Wilson will be available this offseason. And now with Daniel Jones fighting another injury, another season where, have we really gotten any clear answers on him? Nope. Here's your chance, Giant fans. You can go out and get a franchise quarterback who's still seemingly in the, in the prime of his career. He's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at it, uh, Larry. In the la- Now, he's having a down year this year. But if you, if you get rid of this year, the last three years of Russell Wilson's career, he's thrown, I believe the number is 106 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Is this because uh, Schottenheimer left? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, they still seem like they have weapons there. They, they still do. Metcalf seem like is they still have... there, but he couldn't get yeah, the ball to Metcalf no. the other night. And, you know, it's not like they've never had a bad offensive line before or, you know, the running game is not really clicking. But usually Russell Wilson's the guy that, it can kind of mend all those problems and you throw him in there and let Russ cook and away you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that has not been the case this year. And it just seems like they are clearly a franchise that is, is uh, at the crossroads. And, and now look, I'd much rather go at it with Russell Wilson, but if he's mm-hmm. not on the same page and he's already kind of made, and it's kind of been out there for a while. Like it was a couple of years ago now that there was talk that, you know, Russell Wilson is eventually want to going to want to leave Seattle. He and his wife, who I believe is a singer, she wants to be in a bigger market and that they are targeting, they, they would love to go to the New York Giants. So this is not coming mm-hmm. out of completely left field. Right. Uh, and, and you wonder, you know, the, the Giants do seem like they have a bunch of weapons mm-hmm. and their offensive line is not great, but and they do have He's a lot used of to holes. That. Yeah, <laughs> they do have a lot of holes. And, and, and you might say, well, you know what, I can fill those holes with those two number one picks. How many, how many picks do you think in the first round this year, which is not a great quarterback draft, mm-hmm. and now here's a guy in the prime of his career that mm-hmm. very well might be available? And here's the thing. The only problem for the Giant fan is y- you might have the best package because you got those two picks, but you're not going to be alone. If Russell Wilson does become available, there will be plenty of teams yep. that will be going at that and, and, and trying to land him to, to solve their quarterback woes. i got to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know. Listen, if I'm the Jets, I, I don't know that I'm not intrigued either, Gordon. This gives me a couple of years to to get my guy ready. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, they you they know. have a lot of draft picks, so yeah, they could be in the mix. I, I would think that somebody who's 34, at Giants, just seems like it makes more sense. Oh, because, absolutely. You know, you, you have a lot of the pieces in place, and I don't mm-hmm. think the Giants can have a a blow up. You know, the Jets are still in the process of kind of putting things together and finding things out. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants kind of know, you know, especially with the skill positions. If you could ever get people healthy, yeah, you know, you you land the quarterback, and when's the next chance that you are going to get to land a quarterback like that? 
Uh, well, you know, they could take a running back. They ain't running backs. Right. And, and, and look, it's clear that Gettleman's not going to be doing the picking no, if won't you be keep him. those picks. No, it And won't I be do him. think that the Giants, there's only a certain level of change that they would be able to accept in one offseason. <laughs> like, it would be like asking them to completely deny who they are to change the, change the quarterback, change the GM, change the scouts, change all. But, uh, you know, when you take a look at it, uh, I don't know who the GM is going to be, but look at the picks that they've had. Yeah. It's not, you know, giving up the, the sixth and seventh pick might sound like a whole lot, but you could have done that already and you'd probably be in a better spot than you are right now. You would think. You would think that would be the way to go. It's interesting. It's an interesting question, Gordon. Uh, and, and I think, and you know what? The Giant fans are really intrigued with it and they're responding. Yeah, I think I'm going through the week preparing to play and, and, uh, and get myself ready to play, listening to the trainers and doctors, and, and my job is to, to be ready to play, so I'll go through the week like I always do. All right, that is uh, Daniel Jones saying he thinks he can give it a go on Sunday with the next strain. Hardesty and Damer until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, what do you think? What, what, what are your thought process there? Do you think he'll give it a shot, or do you think uh, it'll be, uh, you know, the backup. I think it'd probably be the backup. Uh, like, wh- what do you think of Daniel? If you're the Giants, what do you think of Daniel Jones? He's your franchise quarterback. That's at least what you say publicly, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And if he's your, your franchise quarterback, you can't let, especially a guy who's you know running around and, and more susceptible to big hits, you can't be letting him go out there with a, an injury where they're saying it's week to week. But they're also kind of, by saying it's week to week, it's almost kind of saying there's a good possibility that it could be season like season ending, right? You yeah. only have six yeah. weeks left, so it's true. Uh, and, and you see other injuries like Kyler Murray. They when they first when he first had that injury, they're like, well, you know, uh, he's going to be a game time decision, and then he sat out a week, and then he sat out another week, and then the third week, yeah, he's still a game time decision. You know, like yeah, you got to protect these guys from themselves. So I would think that I know you don't want to start Mike Lennon. You'd rather have Daniel Jones out there if he can play, and that's a decision you'd probably leave up to the doctors. But I would think if you're the Giants and you're sitting at 4-7 and and you're not going to the playoffs, like why are you going to put the guy out there and potentially get him more seriously injured? All right, let's ask Joe Judge. Joe, is Jones starting Sunday? Yeah, we're not going to rule anything out right now. Daniel's going to be out here practice with us today. We expect him to practice tomorrow and Friday as well. We'll see what he can do. It's like any injury coming out of a game. We'll just see how it goes. You expect him to practice this week? Yeah, he'll practice with us. Absolutely. He'll be out there today. You know, really a normal Wednesday for him. All right. So they're both saying, you know, we'll see. And listen, look, as you know, Gordon, for competitive balance, they're not going to say anything. Of course. But – for the Las Vegas line, they will say something by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that line did jump up a couple of points. I think it was, I think it was three and a half. I can take a look right now and see what the latest. I think the latest I saw it was uh, five and a half. So it jumped up a couple of points as a result of the Daniel Jones thing, which just kind of popped up there. Uh, it didn't happen the day of the game. At least I didn't hear about it until Mm-mm. Monday. So right. Um, the latest line there is, oh, it's back down. It's now only four and a half. So maybe mm-hmm. the fact that they're at least allowing the possibility for him to play, mm-hmm. uh, maybe people are, are getting back in on the Giants. The practicing is, is the key thing. Yeah, he's practicing. Okay, well, you know, you right. guys got that. Well, look, there's no reason for them to make a decision now. If they don't have no. to make a decision now, leave it up until mm-hmm. – and, and, yeah, I guess there is some competitive advantage of letting the Dolphins think about – I don't know how much of a competitive advantage, but, you know, like they're going to have Daniel Jones <laughs> or Mike Lennon. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, sure, uh, you know, you don't have well, look, to make it public. It's, it's very simple. One runs and one doesn't. 
Right. <laughs> so that's all you got to worry about. One runs and one doesn't. You prepare for the guy that runs, the one that the, the, the backup. He's going to be right where you know where he's going to be. So you're good to go there. You're good to go. The, the biggest the biggest preparation is who's available. That's the biggest preparation for this Giants offense, right? I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it it's, it's a crazy. consistent thing throughout the season. Their skill position. I mean, have they ever had everybody all at once? No. Maybe week one, but even Maybe. then, Saquon was like kind of easing his way in after the injury last year. So, yeah, they are a. Um, they're not exactly setting any records for endurance, that's for sure. They definitely aren't. So our question tonight, Giant fans, would you trade your pair of first-round picks for Russell Wilson? So, Gordon, I'm going to assume that when people like the question, they agree with it. Would that be a safe assumption? Um, I, Yeah, I guess I would like to think so. All right, so we'll put it there like that. So we'll say uh, uh, at Chris Sullivan and Cal Willis both liked it. Okay. At Fingers Wilma said no. Okay. Uh, at Paul Dunbar, not for a 33-year-old quarterback. Right. Uh, at Anthony Pizzarello, please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. No chance, maybe a one in the three. Well, see, you're not going to get you're not going to get any quarterback get like Russell Wilson. I mean, no. do, do people realize how good Russell Wilson is? Uh, no, they don't. They, they're looking not. at him. They're looking at him this year, and they're like, I don't want him. <laughs> right. Well, look, I <laughs> get it. He does not moment. look good so far this year. But his last full season, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he threw for 40 touchdowns. Daniel Jones might not have 40 touchdowns in his life. He might... <laughs> I not... mean, Daniel Jones, I think, has thrown like 45 touchdowns in his entire career. That's funny. Uh, at Young Wisdom 19, eh, he's undecided. Uh, kind of mad dance is, oh, my God, hell no. Uh, Isles guy 78. No, the old line is a mess. Daniel Jones isn't the reason they have the record. They do. He isn't the problem. Well, he's not. It may not be the solution. Right. He's not the solution either. Yeah. Right. D is enough to snuff either. So he's saying, I got bigger problems. I want to keep the, his translation. I got bigger problems. I got more. I need the draft choices to try to fix things. Okay. Hopefully somebody else is trying to fix them because the guy that tried to do them is not the guy. Yeah, well, look, I, I I will agree that somebody else is going to fix it. And then I would agree that I don't think that the Giants would be in the market because then that would make them admit that they were wrong and there's only so much change that they would allow in one single offseason. But, you know, Daniel Jones was the sixth pick in the draft. Yes, he was. So if you're giving up the sixth pick in this draft, you know, there's at least the possibility the Giants might pick another Daniel Jones. And yeah. then if you're saying about the seventh pick in the draft, well, what was Andrew Thomas? He was the fourth pick. Now, yeah. he might be good, but he's been hurt and been missed a whole bunch of time. You know, yeah. the, the the draft picks, there's a reason why the Giants are in this position that they're in. And and guys that are quarterbacks are, are it seems like, playing at longer, you know, they're playing deeper into their careers uh, and playing at, at higher ages than they have in the past, you know, between Brady and Rod, I think Rodgers is 38. So uh, the fact that he's 33 doesn't necessarily mean that the end is anytime soon. Absolutely. Uh, we continue. At Mike Cam 12, no, I would use them to fix the offensive line, starting with the right tackle. So Daniel Jones actually has some breathing room in the pocket and finally gets a fresh, fair shake in New York. At Scott Moe with a bunch of numbers, no, and besides, they have no room under the cap for him. Well, they can uh, finagle that. Well, sure. Uh, Kevin, uh, at Kevin uh, Paviles, uh, liked it, so we'll assume he agrees. Uh, at KC Smooth, no, just a stopgap player and draft for the future. Get a stopgap. <laughs> no, stop get a stopgap. No, 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 right. I'm sorry. Just get a stopgap player oh, okay. and draft for the future. Uh, at A, overall, no way. At Hoosiers 23, combo of price tag, future cap, it, and age makes it a no for me. 
Uh, Pastor Ron retweeted uh, at MS130 block. Hell no. And who's making the trade and who's the coach? Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to have a new GM. I think they're going to have the same coach. And, yeah. and look, you have a coach who like speaks, you know, like a robot. So and, and and Russell Wilson, he he doesn't give you any information. You know, he's very perfect, programmed huh? as well. So it would be a perfect meld. And yeah. I would be interested to know if you're a head coach. I bet you would probably say, you know what? Those draft picks might be great three years from now. Joe Judge might not be here three years from it's now. True. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, at, at Ron Rubin says, yep, he would make the trade. At B. Diggs gave me a uh, Shannon Sharp gift of him sh- shaking his head no. Right. Uh, at Patrick Toby, I trade a pair of something else. Um, this is an in-depth one. At TMKS, uh, TMKS Burner. Only if he takes up about 10 to 12% of the total cap. He takes up 70% of Seattle's cap. That's way too much for one player. Still got eight years left on him. I want it, but not at his current pl- price. Uh, at Healy for Jim says, hell no. Uh, at Chris Johnson 49 says, no. At Jay Blaze, NYC, nephew, Uncle L, I would. Whoever, However, who's running the ship? Would Judge have any kind of rush respect? Is the new GM going to command any kind of his respect? Those are the questions. Uh, well, those are all right. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Gordon. I mean, those are impossible things to answer, right? Like, uh, does Russ want to come here? That's not really what we're asking. We're just simply saying, as a Giant fan, you know you're going to have likely two top ten picks, right? Let's safe mm-hmm. to say. Uh, they might not be six and seven. They might be seven and ten. They might be a little bit higher. Who knows? Yeah. But would you be willing to trade those picks to get a no-question-asked franchise quarterback who is still in his prime who is likely going to be looking for a different you know different destination now again i think he has a no trade clause i have to check that out because he put out the four teams last year the teams that he put out last year one was dallas so he's not going to be going there one was chicago so he's not going to be going there because they got justin fields um one was new orleans and they just paid Taysom hill a bunch of money so i don't know how that would possibly work i can't remember who the fourth team was maybe it was the raiders um, so I would think he has to come up with a new list, but I'm telling you, there would be no shortage of teams. If the, if the Seahawks say tomorrow, yeah, we're going to be moving Russell Wilson, you can bet the Denver Broncos are going to be interested. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a, the Carolina Panthers. They're ready to oh, run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after what oh, they've yeah. already given up, you think they're not going to give up a whole lot more for Russell yep. Wilson? Yep. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a t- bunch of teams that would be lining up for Russell Wilson, but apparently the Giant fans think, oh, no, no, no. No, no, we're, well, the, some. We're, the, we're the New York football Giants. Yeah, some. Uh, at Dave Conklin, 10, no, Wilson's 33, not having a good season. The Giants are not a quarterback away right. to well, be a contender. Well, uh, I mean, I don't think they're a quarterback away. I mean, but a, 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 a high-level quarterback, which Russ is when he is healthy and, and, and playing well, mm-hmm. he's a top-five kind of guy. So, yeah, those kind of guys do make a difference. He's better than what you got. Oh, my God, that's not even a question. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. He's better than what you got. And even if you think that this is your guy, you bring Russell Wilson in, he gets extra time to get better. You know he does. Yeah. Uh, at Jovel 3, yep, this is a no-brainer. The real Yagubi says absolutely not. And um, uh, at New York Sports here, one says anyone who says no is clueless. If we fix the old line and pass for us, that's great. But if our quarterback is average, so will the team's record be. Uh, Matt Non one says, I'm sorry, Matt Lennon one says, no thanks. Brax Kid, maybe two years ago. Um, uh, Bunky0917 says no. 
Uh, at A ball says in a heartbeat, Giants have been irrelevant for a decade. Russell Wilson is a sure thing and a Super Bowl champion. And uh, this guy who weighed in, Spike Knicks fan forever. Well, I'll let you hear what he has to say. He's up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, boys. Good to catch you tonight. Which Wilson is it? Not the uh, one on the Jets, right? No, no it would not be, be Zach Russell Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> no, you, you, wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to give up two number ones there. Yeah, well, you know, the thing with the Giants, I'm a Giant fan, and uh, they have a lot of skill position guys. Uh, I think what's holding them back, uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, I'm not as well-versed in football as I am in hoops, but uh, something with Barkley, just, and a wonderful young man, no question about it. He uh, he didn't pick himself in that spot. He just looks like he hasn't regained, regained full usage or the quickness and they need a running back. It seems like you need a running back in this league. I uh, I would do it in a second because Russell Wilson, uh, number one, with his lifestyle and his wife, they'd love the marketplace. That's undeniable. No and, uh, you know, who says it? So who comes on with Kay? Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Young, right? Yes. He's, every Monday. And he says the way – and he's adamant. I'm sure you guys listen. He always says the same thing. Hell, I could still play. You know, not <laughs> literally. But if uh, the rules are what they are now, you can't touch a quarterback. I had a long discussion with a friend of mine today uh, after our Knicks discussion, and uh, he said, listen, football, you know, I mean, the quarterbacks can last forever. They're not touch. Look at Brady. I mean, I live right in the smack in the middle of this thing. And uh, they're crazy for him down here. You know, is he having as good a year? Perhaps not, but they look like they have a chance. There's no outstanding team. I would take them. Now, does that mean you can't keep both? Obviously, you still have one more year with uh, – with Jones. So, uh, you know, you can't keep both. You, you can't afford it. So, anyway, one comment on, on, on the Knicks game. I know it's uh, football and baseball tonight, but I got to squeeze it in. I want to hear your reply. So, I sent you the recap, Larry, the NBA two minute thing. I want to hear your philosophical, both of you guys, my friends. Uh, what do you think about this? They recapped the last two minutes. So, is it arbitrary? No. You know, the last two minutes in a basketball game has some more significance because of the clock. And they admitted all the calls we talked about last night were, were incorrect. And uh, what do they do with those officials? Do they do meritocracy? Do they not for postseason? Uh, the Knicks deserve to lose that game last night. And I listened to Alan today and Michael, which is my want. And Alan made a great point. And I didn't never thought about this. You know, the slow starts were one thing, but from the uh, when the start the third quarter for the first. You know, for the first six-minute substitution, they're horrible. Yeah. You know? They, I don't want to take you off track, but they're really horrible. I'd love to hear your opinion on that, and I'd love to hear you, and I'll try to tomorrow after the game. That's a biggie. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you feel about that? What are you, what are you guys as professional uh, guys in sports and been in locker rooms? What do you think about that two-minute report? And I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Spike. Thanks for the call. On now. Yeah. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. The Beatles celebrating my partner's birthday today. Oh. Happy birthday, Gordon Damer. Thank you, Larry. Thank you very much. Yeah, another another spin around the globe, you know, yeah, or around listen. the sun or whatever they call it. Beats the option. Yes, it it always beats the alternative, right? And just because you grow old doesn't mean you have to grow up.
That's right. Yeah, and listen, as long as you're having fun. Oh, Are you having fun? Who's having more fun than me? Come on, uh, there please. There you go. There you go. That's what it's about. By the way, uh, thank your wife for letting us know. Because you didn't tell us. <laughs> well, what am I going to say? Hey, by the way, guys, tomorrow's my birthday. Be prepared. Thank you. Thank, thank your wife for telling us. Yeah, yeah and, she and, made and a the whole video Twitter for world. me on Instagram and stuff like that. So it was very yeah. nice. Nice way to wake up this morning. I know. I know. That's great. So I'm, I guess you have, uh, you know, big birthday party planned during the weekend, you know? Big, big uh, yeah, the surprise, weekend. Yeah, we will be doing know. something. I'm not, we're not exactly sure. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know me, Larry. The, my wife keeps me in a 48 hour window. Nothing beyond 48 hours am I responsible for, responsible for knowing. So when we That's get to great. Saturday, I'm sure the plans will be laid out for me. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a good time. Wow. I'll give you my number. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the wives well, can talk. <laughs> well, look, this is this was not by design. She doesn't want it this way. She just realized, you know, she's adjusting on the fly. She's okay. she's seeing what happens after halftime and uh, seeing that changes need to be made. So now she just doesn't tell me anything outside of the 48-hour window because she knows I'm just going to forget it. <laughs> okay. Well, hope you had a good birthday and continue to enjoy and many, many more. Thank you. Many, many more. All right, let's get back to the phones, and we'll we'll discuss uh, Spike's question in a second. Buddha's okay. in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Buddha. Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy birthday, G. Uh, thank you, Buddha. Thank you. Yeah, you're a young man. You know, you're doing a well, Benjamin Button. let's thing. not get carried away now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment, but it's a complete lie. Nah, you're all right, man. You, 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 you're a young guy. You're a handsome guy, man. You're good, man. You're all right. Trust me. You got Thank health. You. you got your beautiful family. Everything's good. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely do. Absolutely do. Listen, um, Uncle Laz brought up two very interesting things here. He said that the quarterback, um, the way people look with Wilson for the Jets and for the Giants. You know, first for the Giants, um, I have to be honest with you. You know, Wilson and the Giants have salary cap issues. So in order for them to make a move like that, first of all, you're going to have to give up more than two draft picks. You're going to have to do something with some players. You have to do something. And, you know, what would make me a little reticent about that is, so you, you know, you do all of these different moves. You give up a lot. You give up all these picks. You bring Russell Wilson here, and um, it's a bad offensive line here. And he had a bad offensive line in Seattle. So if he can't make that work with Metcalf, and um and lock it like I don't know what he would be different here. Well, but you it's know, only um, been this year, and it's only really since he's come back from the injury, which makes me think he's probably rushing back from the injury. Like his entire time there, they pretty much had a bad offensive line. They've always kind of been searching for an offensive line, and it's never really impacted into this degree before. So. Uh, I get what you're saying, and all those other things, the Giants are going to have those anyway, right? Like, even if they don't go get Russell Wilson, you can't go spend all the money they have the last two off seasons. That eventually comes home to roost. So if you're going to have to make more changes, yeah, they're going to have salary cap issues here down the road. But you know what I was saying is, like, um, like to be you know a little bit more nuanced with it, is that um, when Wilson was passing the ball 25 times a game, you know, they were winning more. And as soon as Russ started cooking, because mm-hmm. even though he – listen, last year and the year before, they've had disappointing seasons. It hasn't just been this year. I'm not talking about the way he played with the injury. They've had disappointing seasons. They haven't gone far in the playoffs. So, you know, that's something I, I might have to think about. I, you know, I don't know, man. Just, I mean, it would be good for the Giants to get him, you know, in terms of like, um, you know, having a star player and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you got to be careful when you start getting around that 34 years old to 35. You don't know – 
everybody's not Tom Brady. That's true. You don't know That's what fair. he's going to be like later, you know? But he is a guy, reportedly, that spell, spends like a million dollars on just his body, on like keeping his body in shape in the offseason. So I get it. You're right. Not everybody's Tom Brady. He's a freak, and, and how he does what he does, who knows? But it's not like he's uh, Kenny Stabler either that's like burning the candle at both ends, and, you know, you can kind of see the cliff coming, you know? The original yeah. snake. Yeah. Now, now, Oak said something that was – and I know that people are not going to like it because there's a lot of sensitive fans here, especially Jets fans. But he said something about, you know, if I was a Jets, I might look at that and be trying to get my guy ready. You know, that's a very profound statement. And it's the kind of stuff that few organizations, especially few leadership organizations do, is when they recognize that they made a reach, that they try to do something to address it, rather than, you know, just try to, push forward with something the same way, similar to like what the Giants have done with Barkley and Jones and just try to, you know, make it work at the spike of everybody else on the team. But see now with Wilson, I wouldn't do a Russell Wilson for Wilson, but what I would do is I don't know who's available. I mean, like a Garoppolo, he's too injured for me, you know, but if there's a quarterback who, you know, is a legitimate starting quarterback, you know, who, who's not going to require, you know, a $160 million contract for five years, I might have to investigate that for two reasons. First reason is obviously anybody with the glasses can see that Wilson is not ready to play. But there's also a distinct possibility that the pick was a reach altogether. So that gives you some form of insurance. I mean, this coaching staff, I'm telling you, Robert Sala, you know, Caesar Sala, you know, I love him. I love his personality, and I love, you know, the good-naturedness about him. Him, Wilson, Joe Douglas to a lesser extent because I find him more sinister. You know, they came in here, and they didn't really understand what this was here. You know, this, this, the positivity and, you know, we're going to work everything out. You know, that doesn't really happen here. Like, you're going to, you know, by hook or by crook, you're going to have, next year, you're going to have to get to eight to nine wins. There's no question. Put them up against the clock. I got to run, my friend. We'll talk again. But I I hear what he's saying. I'm just, Gordon, I don't know if it was a reach. I just think that they underestimated how unready he was. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. They underestimate how unready he was. Because if they knew, they would have chose Justin Fields (laughs) instead of him. Or you know, they I'm would have saying. said, you know what, we got to get this kid a little bit. We can't just attach our wagons to this kid right now because he is way behind the curve. No question about it. We'll continue our conversation next on 9870 ESPN. This is the 4th birthday segment. At one 800 That's it. Oh, we yeah. got something. This is the birthday. We, we're going throwing out all the stops now. We got something else. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, I got somebody who wants to talk to you and wish you a happy birthday. Come on, come on, say hello to, to Gordon. Wish him happy birthday. Hello? Hello? Who's this? Hello? Yeah, who's this? Hello. Oh, it's Omar hello. in Brooklyn, two nights in a row. Look at this. Gordon <laughs> Taylor, happy birthday to you. I have a special present for you. 
Your Listen. New York Knicks tomorrow on your birthday will give you a present against Chicago Bulls. And Sunday, you will go to get Miami Dolphins victory. So you got to have a good weekend, long weekend. You know, your lips to God's ear, Omar. You know, you, 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 you know why you are young, as the other person said? Because you make us feel younger. Oh, Every day when you listen to you, you bring energy, you bring alignment, and I want to listen to you. And when you are motivated every time to listen to you, that you bring it. Keep it up for your two hours and every day, whole day. You keep me younger than God, God going. It's a pleasure to talk to you every day. On radio's found of youth. And hey, you Thursday, next week's the Sunday, Miami Dolphins victory, and Monday night, Buffalo Bills victory. What there a you go. Get on the money train, Omar. Get on that money train. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it yep. in. All right. Sounds good. I love it, Omar. Thank you, my friend. All right, Omar. Thanks for checking in. Look at that. What oh. a day. What a day. See? Yeah. Perfect. Who needs Perfect. Ponce de Leon to find the fountain of youth when you got me on the radio, Larry? And, and you bring people together. That's what, I, keep that's what I'm all about. Oh. That's what I'm all about. And keep them young. That's, that's, what more that's can you lot. ask? Do you know how, many, much. how much money people spend trying to keep themselves young? My wife has daily things and potions and lotions being delivered to the house from this Amazon guy. He is, he's, he's exhausted delivering stuff to this house. She just needs me, Larry. That's all. That's she it. Needs. And she, she doesn't realize what she has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll send her a podcast of the show. She'll understand. Oh, she'll, she'll be a big fan. She'll be a big I fan know. of that. I know. I definitely should be. So, Gordon, let's go back to, uh, to uh, uh, Spike's Spike. question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, honestly, it's really a waste of time. Because what are you going to do? You're going to replay the couple of minutes and say, okay, everybody come back on the floor. Okay. Now, Nick Ball. right we'll do it that way no that's more of an in-house thing and once again what is that punishment is it okay you 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 don't get to uh work in the playoffs is it you don't get to work in the finals what is it are you suspended nobody knows what it is and for them they could just say well from the angle i had it didn't look i mean there's so many different options because this these are so many of these and we had this conversation a couple of nights ago, right? So many of these are judgment calls. Because yeah. from this standpoint, from depending on where I am on the court, he didn't look like he he jumped, he went up and down. Not but if I'm looking at the base from the baseline official, you gotta see that he you gotta see that he went up and down, that he traveled. How could you not see that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, look, for the Knicks, last night was the time to use their complaints, right? The the officiating yep. last night was terrible. You're hoping that that will pay dividends in some way down the road. But the third quarter thing, That's that should be thing. the focus from this. Yes. You know, yesterday was the time for complaining. Now, And I, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't really know why it is that they come out flat every third. I mean, it is a routine thing. I don't know. Uh, it's they almost start like, flat? And they yeah. come out, they start the game flat, mm-hmm. and the bench picks them up, and they come out third quarter flat, and the game, and the bench has to pick them up. Something's going on. It's too much whiteboard at halftime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> too much whiteboard. Uh, it must be, but you know. it, 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 it has to tie into focus or, yep. or toughness or, or leadership, whatever it is. You gotta, they got to figure that out because that, that's far more damaging the, than the, even the officials. Because no the officials, you know, that, that'll change from time to time. The third quarter thing never changes. That's every single solitary night with the Knicks. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. There's no question. And it's got to change. It's got to change. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, at Gordon Damer. Giant fans, would you trade your pair of first-round picks for Russell Wilson? A couple of folks have weighed in. Gordon, a couple of no's, a couple of the hell no, a couple of yes. <laughs> you know, it's all over the map. And um, then there's at Birding Dude who says, uh, can we get some Nick talk? Is Kimberland going to be traded? Well, there is a po- listen. As soon as they can find somebody who wants to trade who for him, who would yeah. want him? Right. At this point, who would want him? Yeah. He's out of the rotation in New York yeah. at home. I mean, Gordon, that, that's going to be a tough sell. And, and the problem is, is when you sell it, what are you buying? Yeah. What are you getting back? Exactly. Not much no. at this point. I mean, the, the one the one that we talked about last night, we, do you want to trade Kemba for John Wall? I don't. No. Mm-mm. So And and it's not one up. It's not one-on-one. you got to add some stuff right. there also. Sure. Yeah. It's not just going to be Kemba for, for Wall straight up because clearly the salaries don't match. No. So there's going to be some other work there. They, they, I think, would probably want to trade Kemba as soon as possible. Yeah, they would. They would, but I don't know where his go yeah. go. That that that's not the obstacle. Them wanting to trade him. The no. obstacle is finding a place to trade him too. Yeah, and, and it is it is troublesome that they underestimated how bad a condition or that's, that his game is really that yeah. bad now to sign him. That's not well, good. it's not good luck. Yeah, no, I mean that's misreading things, and that's not a great look for Leon Rose. I will say though, I, I think that what they wanted to do was try to improve the talent and take a shot on talent while mm-hmm. remaining flexible so when that big move comes that they can still make it. But, you know, you hedge your bets sometimes and, and you lose both of them, right? You yeah. chase, what is it, the old line? You chase two rabbits and you, you gain neither. So um, right. uh, I think that that's kind of the way they want. They, they were taking a shot with a player, thought that maybe bringing him home in a different environment would spark something and, and it's only made it worse. Yeah. The only way I could see that, Gordon, he, he would be part of a bigger deal. You know what I mean? Like a throw-in person. Like if you had to add, let's say you're trying to make salaries and you need that little bit of salary that you can add to it, right? you could put him in something like that. But but a one-on-one where he's the main guy being traded, that, that's not happening. Not now? How? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, who's going to be in the market for that. No, I don't think anybody would be. Lee's in Manhattan. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Lee. Gentlemen, first of all, Brother Larry, how are you? I'm doing great, Lee. How are you? I'm well. Gordon, happy birthday, young oh, man. Lee, thank you, my friend. Listen, I got a story I want to share with you, and I think I mentioned this to you once before, but this would be the time where it's really more appropriate because you have stemmed the tide. Uh, I can't remember the actual date, but I remember when you first came to the ESPN family. I was one of your first callers who welcomed you to the show when you stepped in Bill Daughtry's spot in the Dollar Bill spot. I appreciate that. I remember that, too, Lee. And you have you, a very distinctive take, voice. Yeah, and you've taken off, and you've taken off from there. You've been all over the ESPN, up and down, AM, PM, and everything in between, and I'm, yes. I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad that you wound up with Brother Larry because you couldn't be with a with no, a better person, cannot you know to kind of fill that fill that, fill fill that space where you know I mean listen nobody liked Dollar Bill everybody loved Dollar Bill Dutry, but I'm glad that 
I'm glad that they put you with with with, with Larry, cause you know you're gonna have a long lasting career with ESPN, and I wish you nothing but the best. Well, lip, from your lips to God's ear, Lee, I appreciate it. You know, but as it pertained to our Knicks last night, mm-hmm. they just put the nets on notice. That's a game that they should have won. I can deal with that loss, okay? But it puts the nets on notice that hey, if we can give you play a game with you in your building and play you that hard. Okay, except for a call here and there. Okay, y'all not as invincible as you think you are. That's a great point, Lee. Again, happy birthday to you. Be well, stay safe, and enjoy, young man. I will. I will try. All right, Lee. Thanks for the phone call. And and the other message it sends, Gordon, to the Knicks themselves. If we execute better and start the half the way we play midway through, we win these games. We would win these games. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, not that he has a lot of hair to pull out, but it's got it's got to be the thing that's pulling. You know, that Tom Thibodeau is just pulling his hair out on because it's it's it does come down. I mean, it comes. I mean, I don't know what it comes down to. I don't know if it's coaching. It's almost like they go into halftime, they eat a big meal, and they're sleepy when they come out in this third to start the third quarter. They exhaust it. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know what? We we you oh, know, we got another half. Right. Oh yeah, we got to get moving oh. here. Maybe fans is yelling at them. They're, they're just worn out. Maybe they're worn out. Gordon, Max Scherzer spoke to the media today. And Steve Cohen, uh, could you can you possibly hear of a $300 million payroll for the Mets? $300 million, Gordon. Maybe even million. more than that. You never know. He might, uh, might go blowing past that as well. Those conversations are going to, you know, really pick up here. Um, probably starting uh, later tonight and, and tomorrow, where I'll actually start calling and asking for permission on on some people um, that are existing with other clubs. And, um, you know, we're going to walk through some of the candidates and, and the criteria uh, with Steve and, and Sandy uh, either later tonight or real early tomorrow morning. That's the new Met general manager Billy Epler on the Michael K show earlier today here on 987 ESPN about uh, looking for a manager. Hardesty and Damer, the birthday boy on 987 ESPN and Gordon, I guess that's listen, that is the next step, right? Is to now that you've kind of have your players locked in and of course there could be some more movement. We'll wait and see. Uh, but you know, that's the next step now is who's going to who's going to tell these guys who's playing every day. Yeah, I would think that they would uh, need one of those managers, right? And it depends on what road you want to go down. Do you want to go down the the established veteran manager? The the possibility of Buck Showalter has been talked about before, especially with his relationship with Billy Epler. Or are they going to go the younger, inexperienced route? We shall see. Mets still have a lot of things to, to put together. And a <laughs> manager, manager would kind of be an important one. It would be. Billy Epler told the guys on the K-Show, Steve Cohen made it clear to him, uh, I love to spend my money. He did say, I'm, I'm willing to drive the payroll, um, and I'm, I'm willing to, to allow you to be aggressive um, and, uh, you know, bring, bring, me the, bring me the ideas. Um, bring me the ideas, the rationale. Um, Steve likes to ask a, a lot of questions, um, and I, I love it. Um, the, the dialogue that we've had, uh, we 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 text a lot. And we talk a lot. Um, I you know talk uh, you know a number of times through the day with with Sandy as well, and kind of explain the rationale behind you know some of the recommendations and um, you know a, a lot of what we're what we're trying to accomplish here is is really to 
kind of center our decision making around, you know, maximizing expected World Series odds over over a, a longer term time horizon. It is really nice, Gordon, as a Met fan, to hear a general manager talk about World Series, but actually have made some moves where you could at least see where you have a road to get there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and might not be done right now. We're going to yeah. be done for a yeah. while. And I do I, I do kind of laugh how everybody's like, well, you know, they'll lock out for a little while. But they re- these two sides realize that they need each other and they can't afford to damage the game. <laughs> yeah, OK, yeah. right. Like, however long you think that this is going to go and it's a reasonable amount of time, it's going to take longer than that. It's going oh, to take no longer doubt. than that. Remember, this is the sport that got rid of that locked out of a world series <laughs> so. right yeah and this is the one that what remember when the whole COVID thing hit and they're like well you know we can be the first sport back and then they were fighting over every nickel and dime all the way up to opening day where it was a legitimate question of whether or not they were ever going to get on the field or not so exactly. um we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens it is going to be interesting this is billy epler at the press conference that he held with reporters on his prized possession so far max serzer we started this offseason, we, we set out to make a real impact to our club. And Max was at the top of our list. You know, in, in doing our work on Max, we came to learn that uh, he has a special way of, of perceiving the game. You know, and, and in every sense of the word, he's a pro. But with Max, he brings a relentlessness and an obsession to win into our clubhouse and, and adds impact to a, to a rotation with a lot of talent. You know, Max's mindset and his expectations are, are not static. It's not in his nature. And I think that surrounding yourself with, with people like that, with, with high achievers, create standards. And it's infectious. He is, uh, by every sense of the word, he's an interior leader, a guy that values preparation and work and most importantly, competition. And to be honest, Gordon, that's something that the Mets need in their clubhouse, right? Uh, you know, as of right now, it, it's really been, you know, just a couple of guys trying to be the leaders, a couple of young guys, you know, trying to be the leaders. But you do need, it really helps you when you've got a veteran guy who has some hardware, who understands what it takes to win. And their voice carries even more than the manager because they're in that clubhouse more than the skippers in that clubhouse. So... You know, if he's able to do that, not saying it's going to make him worth forty-three million a year, but it, it it is important. It is an important message to your team. Well, look, when you're spending forty-three million a year, you don't want it to be spending it on just a talented guy who's a knucklehead, right? I mean, you yep. want him to be somebody who's going to do all the things that you need to to win. And and Max Scherzer has shown that ability, and uh, he's fascinating to watch on the mound as well. I mean, you can see like everything he's talking about there, even though you're not in the clubhouse watching him and his impact, you can see all that because of the way he he goes about a game. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a home run kind of a signing. It's and the thing I like about it most is yes, it's a lot of money, but it's only three years. It's mm-hmm. not like you're 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 locking yourself in for ten years or eight years or seven years. It's three years. So um, yeah, I mean that's the the road that they want to go is they want to get back to a World Series. It's been a long time since the Mets have won a World Series, and this is a guy that can certainly help you get there. Max Scherzer, why'd you choose the Mets? Yeah, I think there's so factors that uh, went into my decision here. First, you know, when I took the Zoom call with Steve and, and, and Billy and, you know, got to know those two. And, you know, Steve said, it's whatever it takes to win here. He looks at this, he wants to win a championship and he's going to do whatever it takes to win. So, you know, when you hear that from an owner, you don't hear that from owners too much, too often these days. And, 
you know, when you can finally hear an owner, you know, want to do what it takes to win, you know, obviously, you know, that piqued my interest. Obviously, when you look at the team, I mean, the most obvious thing is, yeah, pitching with Jake. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing that I saw. Honestly, one of the biggest things in the, in, the, in this whole calculus of trying to make a decision here was that I, I live in Jupiter, Florida, and that, you know, being able to stay at home and, and keep my, you know, my girls are now going to be in school. Brooke's going to be in school a lot longer now. In the season, and so by playing in New York, you know, spring trains right in my backyard it makes it real easy for my kids to be able to. I can still see my kids at, at, at a pretty high rate by playing in the NL East. You know, moving to the West Coast was going to present a real challenge to them. And so at this point in my career, you put all those things together, and uh, that's when I said I'm going to be a New York Met. Windy day in Florida, huh, Gordon? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a wind tunnel with this first merchant. I just like, what's the harm of saying, well, obviously the money, but mm-hmm. also these things? Yes. I mean, it's obvious. It's everybody in the back of their mind is watching him answer these questions and jump through these hoops saying, yes, but it's also $130 million and nobody else was coming close to that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Just yeah. say, yeah, the money was the number one thing, obviously, but I like the conversation we had with Steve and all these different factors, but <laughs> it's mostly, I really like money, and it's a lot of money. I couldn't turn it down. Max Scherzer, you mentioned Jacob DeGrom. Have you two chatted? Yeah, I called Jake after our meeting uh, just to get a, a sense of what New York was like and how he's feeling, everything, you know, just get, get a state of where he's at and, you know, came away, you know, happy with it and, dream of pitching with them you know we can we can do some great things together I've, I've been very fortunate throughout my whole career to have great starting pitchers beside me I know how powerful that can be when you have you know guys to feed off of and watch great pitchers from time in DC to there in the Dodgers to now I mean this is a real exciting opportunity for myself to be a part of that and so I know that's what can win and that's what can win is starting pitching and, and pitching overall as well so what did DeGrom tell him Gordon well you know it was a tough year for me last year I should be ready I'm not really sure. By the way, how much did you make again? <laughs> right, yeah. What a bargain he is all of a sudden, right? Yeah, really. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But He was a bargain when, when Cole signed. Yeah. And now with, with Scherzer signed. I mean, he even went past Cole. So, yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate uh, bargain if he's healthy. I mean, Cole looks cheap now. <laughs> well, cheaper, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially when he's not spending all that money on spider tech. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, listen, uh, as good as he was with it, I think the Yankees would tell him, just send us the bill. <laughs> right. Good. You know what? Maybe that's why the Yankees haven't spent any money is because they're trying to figure out a way to get in the new CBA that you're allowed to use sticky substances because that would be the best return on their investment already. It definitely would. Oh, no man, that would be great. That. Oh, it would help. It would help the whole rotation, not yeah. just Cole. Everybody, yeah, but especially him, it would really but help. Especially him. Cole. Yeah. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN.